Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. And we are about 90 minutes away from yet another Padre pregame show. Until then, it's more Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr. out at Petco Park. He and uh, Jesse Agler have the call at tonight's game. Gets underway shortly after 6.30. After Sammy Levitt's pregame show at 5.40 this afternoon. Matt Scraby alongside me, Chris Ello, here in the Odyssey Palace Studios. We're going to play a round of Chris versus the fans here shortly, giving an opportunity to uh, win a trip to Las Vegas. And uh, we'll tell you all about that in just a second. But uh, you do need to dial in, 833-288-0973. Uh, if you think you might be all right at trivia, uh, it's fun uh, to uh, take your shot. And you don't even have to get all the questions right. I might miss them. And under the rules of the game, if I miss the question, you succeed. And you continue to roll ahead toward that possible trip to Las Vegas. So uh, if you ever, you're thinking about it, you say, well, you know, one of these days I want to play Christopher with the fans. And today's the day. Today's the day. We want some first time players. So uh, dial in 833-288. 0973. Scraby, uh, one thing I did notice here, the result of the Padre-Texas Ranger game what? on Sunday, July the 30th. Okay. Padres won by a score of 5-3. to three. Okay. Since that time, the Padres have played nine games that have been decided by one or two runs. I thought you were saying there was going to be some adjustment that took a took a win away or something. No, yeah, right. They're <laughs> taking that win away. No, since the Padres beat the Rangers five to three on July the thirtieth, the Padres have played nine games decided by one or two runs. They've lost them all. It's. I mean, this season just can't get any more painful than it already is. You're absolutely right. Last night was a two-run loss by a score of nine to seven. Uh, if it's a close game, we know they can't win a one-run game. They're six and twenty-two, the worst record in big league baseball. But they're also really bad in two-run games as well. I mean, if it's close, they won't get the big hit. I, I, they you just said, haven't. I mean, it's 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 uncanny. It's you uncanny. Guys said it in the first segment of the show. Uh, this is just what's happening to the Padres this year, and it's a microcosm of their entire season. Yesterday, with guys on first and second, 
or two guys on base basically the entire inning in the eighth and ninth, and they're not able to get one home. Can't get those hits. Can't get those hits. And, and an when umpire they, blocks it. With right. A, when they get the steal of third, and the ball would have gone into left field, and Fernando would have scored, and the next runner, I think it was Manny, mm, would have yes. gone at least to third. Yeah. With less than two out, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Hits the umpire, who's right where he's supposed to be. Right in the chest. <laughs> right there, ball drops right down for the Philly third and baseman. Had, yeah, and he had no idea where it was either. He no, was like, that ball would have sailed down the line, a run scores for sure. But it's been, it's been bad baseball. It's been bad playing with less than their ability. No question. Padres have not played great baseball. But the Padres have not had a lot of great uh, fortitude can you, either. Can you answer this question for me? Uh, probably I, not. I, I, I am probably not. What is a it? very optimistic human being okay. for the most part, especially with sports. I always believe that someone can win. Okay. Is it like is it wrong for me to have gone into that game yesterday thinking, okay, they could win four in a row. Maybe they get this thing going. I'm keeping the hope alive. Why am I still keeping this hope alive, Chris? Nothing has changed to tell me that I need to keep this hope alive. I can answer the question. What is it? Uh, obviously, it was not good of you to think that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just, it just frustrates you and gets your, get your hopes up. I'm just like, all right, here we go. The sooner we can all accept that this season is just a lost cause, the better it's going to be for everyone. I just really hope they make a run at the end, guys. Twenty what? Twenty four games left. Twenty three. Like they got to go like twenty and three to even have a chance. You can't even win. three games How are they going to do that row? when they're out winning three <laughs> games in a row? Or four can't. in a row. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's crazy. But I commend the Padres and the players and Manny and Soto and Fernando and Bob Melvin and. Yeah, everybody says, you know, we're going to just keep on playing until they put an X next to our name. That's all and that's all do. you can really do. Yeah. That's all you can really do. Uh, Phillies will be without Trey Turner, not only tonight, but tomorrow. He's on the paternity list. Philadelphia comes in tonight's game having homered in 17 consecutive games. Wouldn't hurt the Padres to put an end to that streak tonight. Kyle Schorber with another monster off of a Padre pitcher. Man, I mean, <laughs> if, you're sitting, if you're Park. sitting in the second deck in right field tonight, <laughs> pay attention when Kyle Schwarber's up at bat. All right, here's your chance to qualify for a chance to win the two-night stay, Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, and a private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook with oh, ho, ho, a $250 food and beverage credit. Experience high-action entertainment. At the best race and sports book in Las Vegas, the best of Las Vegas race and sports super book is the largest in the world. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. It's home of legendary Vegas fun. You must be 21 or over. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and try to beat me. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. 
Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Let's get into it. Let's the play rules. ball. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. And Chris, I got to say, you're going to be on a vacation starting next week. And... We have a little bit of a surprise as to who will sit in for you. We're not going to tell you yet, but there will be an expert, not me, not Tony, that is going to try and sit in for you for the With all due time. respect, the listeners knew it wasn't you as yes, soon as you said the word expert. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> and all the listeners also knew that when Tony plays Tony versus the fans, it doesn't go as well as... We think it should. Well, we'll it's see funny. how it goes. It's with funny this. how he can't do the trivia game, but he can do the Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show with no problem. He doesn't okay. miss any on that. Yeah, doesn't miss doesn't any ever on miss that. one on Fantabulous Sports Game All Show. All right. And if you're a first-time player, let us know before the first question, and we will give you that question for free. Now, let's start with Michael and Sarah Mesa. Michael, how are you? Doing good. I'm a first-time Player, player. Michael's, nice uh, Michael's calling nice from close by, Scraby. Where is he calling from? Sarah Mesa. That's right where we are. Oh, I didn't I know. know that. Yeah, that's our I area. thought we were in... Um... Terra Santa? Yes. Yeah, we're yes. also in Sarah Mesa. It's all kind of the same neighborhood. All right. Anyway, go, good Michael. luck to you, Michael. Uh, go question. right to question two. He's two, two away. Exactly. Two away from ending this game early. That'll be fine with me. Okay. There is one player on the Padres leading Major League Baseball in most games played this season. Name that player. Juan Soto. Juan Soto is correct. That was the second question? Is that not a second question? I, I don't feel know. Like... But I'm just saying that's good news for Michael. Yeah, He's one away from the, from the title here. Uh, maybe that was too easy, but we will go on to hey. question number three. Here we go. Nothing's ever too easy. They're always too easy when you know them. Yes, and that's true. Too difficult when you don't. Here's one that is very tough. Uh oh. Against which team has Manny Machado hit the most of his career home runs? Against which team has Manny Machado hit the most career home runs against? That is hard. Dodgers. 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 He says. <laughs> The, it wasn't. It wasn't a, the worst guess I've ever heard. But the problem with that guess is that he played, right? Oh yeah, well for point. like for like half a season. Yeah, but I mean the the reason I think this is a hard question is because he's played in the American League, and uh, I think he was in the American League longer than the National League. So I'm going to say an AL East team, and that means either the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Rays or the Blue Jays. I forgot about the Blue Jays. Yankees. Yankees. Oh! Sorry, Michael. Man. Wow. Don't you remember when uh, they Pulled were going through, out. when Manny was going through the free agency thing, people were suspecting he would go there because he has really good numbers at so Yankee Stadium. Had good numbers there. I did not remember that, but I, I got lucky. All right. Sorry, Michael. Thank Sorry, you for Michael. playing. Thank you. We will go to our next contestant for today. Let's go to Ron. Ron, are you yeah. there? I think we should go to yes, Ron. I'm here with my grandson, Karen. Oh, hi, oh, Karen. Good job. All, All right. right, Ron. Ron and Karen, good luck. Here yeah. we go. Look to the both of you. Thank you. Question number one. 
Oh, by the way, we're first-time callers. Ooh, first-time players. First-time players. Got that in just in time. All right, here we go. Question number two. What NFL player had the most memorabilia uh, sold in the NFL last season, like jerseys, etc., like that? What NFL player had the most memorabilia this sold be good for, uh, in the grandson. NFL last season? Grandson, yeah. you know this. It's true. Karen, I might, might listen to Karen here. Ron, Karen? Ron? We're here in a second. Give us a second. Yep, they're, uh, they're, no, 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 I don't know. Oh, There's no... Mahomes. Mahomes. He's saying Mahomes. Mahomes. That's, Karen's that's saying pretty, Mahomes. Pretty Is that good right? Guess. Oh. Stay there, though, right. Ron. There's lots All right, of what's players. the question again? What NFL player had the most memorabilia the sold most memorabilia. in the NFL last I know, season? I would have gone with Mahomes. Yeah. It's like jerseys, anything like that is their name. Mm-mm-mm. Who's bigger than Mahomes? Somebody? Jeez, uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm going to need an answer. Justin Jefferson. Je- oh, that's also a good one. Huh? You're still alive, Ron. You Who forgot the GOAT, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady still winning that category. I forgot that he last even season. Pl- I forgot that he even played last season. I did too. Thought he retired like 15 years ago. No, he he made he the should've. crying. He made the crying video on the beach, which yeah, told us it was actually right. over. Tom Brady. Oh. All right, uh, Ron and Kieran. Here we go. Question number three. You get this right. Chris gets it wrong, and you are qualified. Good luck. It's gonna be a tough one, though. All right. From 2014 to 2019, Mookie Betts' 65 home runs at Fenway Park led all players. Since he's left the Red Sox, who has the most home runs at Fenway Park? Devers? He's going to say Devers. He's going to say Devers. Rafael Devers. You. Would be correct. He got it. He Ron, got it. Way to go. You and Kieran are uh, on, the, on your way potentially to Las Vegas. I don't know that Kieran can actually use either of these prizes. Uh, All right. He has to be 21 and over. So, Ron, you hold on. I'll get your information. Yeah, uh, the Del Mar Wine and Food Festival is not going to work for Kieran either. But Oh, that's right. We're giving it's away okay. tickets to the Del Mar Wine and Food Festival as well. It's okay. Ron so it's a is double a... winner. Ron can, uh, he can do with these prizes as he sees fit. That's exactly right. So maybe he'll uh, be the guy that qualifies to go to Las Vegas. Well done, Ron. Thanks for calling in and being a first-time player. Would you it have paid off in a victory? Rafael Devers? I would have. That's who oh, I would have guessed. Okay. I, I didn't have another guess. So I was thinking maybe he, like uh, J.D. Martinez. Hmm? Yeah, but... J.D. Devers has been the uh, Red Sox slugger for the last several years. Hey, Chris, guess what? What? G-Man Choi is in the El Paso lineup. He's on his way back, baby. He's in the El Paso lineup. <laughs> yes, he is. All I right. just got this text. We'll, uh, we'll check into the Padre lineup when we get the, the opportunity to do so. I believe we're going to preview the AFC South, though, when we come back. So yes, our NFL preview continues as Gwen and Chris continues after a check of traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here we go at uh, 419. It is uh, Chris Ello. It is Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. going to rejoin us at the bottom of this hour. Uh, for the Big Five. He sent in his picks for the AFC South preseason preview. And uh, so we're going to get to that. We did the uh, NFC South a little earlier today. We do winners, losers, MVPs, fantasy breakout, and biggest disappointment. You ready to go, Scrape? I'm ready. For the AFC South? Oh, I'm ready. All right, we all picked the Saints in the NFC South. AFC South, Tony starts out, he took Jacksonville. He did take Jacksonville. You know what's funny is everyone's going to pick Jacksonville, I think, in this division. I'm picking them as well. And last year, everyone picked them last. They were like the worst team in this division by a mile. The Urban Meyer effect. Now, all of a sudden, Urban Meyer's out of there, and they got Doug Peterson in there, and Trevor Lawrence has turned into a really good quarterback. And so all of a sudden now Jacksonville can do no wrong. I'm extremely dorky, and I was looking to see if I should draft Calvin Ridley, just seeing what he was doing. So I listened to a podcast that was done by some people that report on the Jaguars, and they were saying that Doug Peterson, he likes Trevor Lawrence more than he does either Carson Wentz or Nick Foles, who he won a Super Bowl with. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Yeah, Carson uh, Calvin Ridley could be uh, have a big year, but of course he's coming off a a sit out season. He's had like two years off, basically. Did he really? He had another year of what injuries? Uh, no, he that. ended up leaving the year in the middle of the year. I see because yeah. of because uh, of his gambling issue. No, there, there's. I would have to go back on that timeline. All right, anyway. go back on the timeline. All right, so we're all taking the Jags. Yes, clean we're all sweep the Jags. to win the. AFC South. How about last place in the AFC South? Scraby, who do you who do you like for this? I think honor? we all are going to choose the same team, the Colts. Boy, they look bad. That's who Tony chose too. Yeah, they look bad. You Colts guy here? I got to be a Colts guy. Uh, although Houston seems like they will give them a run for their money, right? I mean, what does Houston have? I mean, they have they have a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who really looks overmatched. He does. at this point. They have no wide receivers for him to throw to. Nobody I've ever heard of, anyway. That's a good point. I mean, how bad is Houston going to be? They they got Will Anderson, the draft pick, you know. But I don't know. The Colts got to be better than Houston. But yeah, I'll go Colts just for the hell of it. You may have actually just Did changed I talk my you mind. Into it? I, the Colts at least have guys like Michael Pittman Jr. They have. 
receivers. I can't remember the other guy's name that is like opposite him. But um, and at some point, you would think maybe Jonathan Taylor comes back. I'm going to go with the Texans. You changed my mind. Okay. You can have them. All right. Enjoy. I took them. Yeah. All right. We'll both go with the Colts. How about MVP of the division? MVP of the division. Uh, I will go with... It's got to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yeah. there's just nobody else in this division. There's nobody else. I mean, Why does I the look, AFC South I, always have like one good team? There's only one and terrible player teams. in the whole division, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to go with Tannehill? No. I mean, Tannehill's <laughs> no. still playing. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Tony did as well, and so will I. All three of us. So we're agreeing with I MVP. Mean, this is okay. the make or break for Trevor Lawrence. He had a good season make last year. Make or break he made last year. No, I know, but I'm saying like he had a good season last year. Everybody's riding the Trevor Lawrence train now, and he has to keep it up for us to, to believe in okay. it. All right, uh, fantasy breakout star. Tony goes with Calvin Ridley, who uh, would be an excellent choice here. Yes. And he makes some sense. He's going to play on the best team in the division. He's going to be... The number one receiver on that best team. He says he's ready to have a big comeback season. So Tony goes with Calvin Ridley. Who do you go with as the breakout star or you know, the fantasy that, star in this division? I don't know if this guy would count as a breakout. I did have Calvin Ridley written down coming into this. Okay. But I'm a big Christian Kirk guy. Christian Kirk on the other side. Yeah, I think right, uh, Christian Kirk is he, – he had – the only reason I say that is because every time I played against him last year, he had some incredible game, and then I looked at his game log, and he pretty much had good games all season long. I'm going to say Christian Kirk. All right. You may. You can you can say whoever you want. What about you? I'm uh, going to go with a second-year player. Okay. Caught 32 passes last year for three touchdowns. I'm buying into the hype. Nico uh, Collins? Chigosium Okonkwo. Oh. oh, okay. Tight end, Tennessee Titans. Wow. I don't know. I have no clue, but I heard at least three or four people gush and say, this is the sneak tight end pick. Like, no one knows who this guy is. You can wait till the 300th round. You can get him as your fantasy tight end. Okonkwo of Tennessee, he's going to just run roughshod over the uh, National Football League. Somebody in our in our uh, draft, took him like in the eighth or ninth round. I know, and I followed. So he that wasn't advice. that sneaky. I followed that advice before, and yeah, it gets me nowhere. I know. Every time you follow that advice, the, the the player never turns into anything. But I'll go with Okonkwo just for fun. All right, who's the biggest disappointment in the division, Scraby? Biggest disappointment in the division is going to go to the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel. Oh, not a Mike I, Vrabel guy. Yeah, you really aren't, and you should be. I should You're not be. You're making a mistake. He's just... He gets more out of that team every year than he ever has a right to. But he can't He can't win the big game. Can't win the big game. Nobody can win the big game except for Belichick and Andy Reid. I mean, everybody else loses the big game in the end. Yes, but I... I, I think guess Mike... Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, but he you did. know what I mean. Everyone loses the big game. I mean, the the Cincinnati coach can't win the big game. Zach the Buffalo Taylor, coach yeah. still can't. He can't get there. Dallas can't win the big game. They can't get there. Philadelphia didn't win the big game last year. I think it's an overused saying is what I, I'm kind of okay. I, I, I'm giving I'm you a hard time. No, I'm but fine I mean, with the, that. The big game is, is John Madden used to say, tell me what the big game is before the game. 
and then tell me how many of those I win. Because John what? Madden used, because John Madden was always known as a guy who couldn't win the big game. Because ah. the Raiders lost the Super Bowl, they lost the AFC Championship. But as John Madden said, I won a ton of big games to get to the big game. Okay, okay. That so makes don't sense. tell me that I can't win any. I just am not a fan of Mike Vrabel. All right, I think it's time. That's and- fair. You don't have to be. Okay, you don't have to be. I just and he'll probably prove me wrong again. I think he always does better than he should. Uh, Tony's choice here is Derrick Henry. It's an interesting one. So if Derrick Henry does crappy, then Mike Vrabel will probably do crappy. Derrick Henry is going so to break down at some point, right? Th- you would think. I mean, you look up every year. I remember last year he started off first two games, he didn't gain a yard. And then about the third or fourth game, he started kicking it into gear and... On he went for another tremendous season. He's also had some uh, injuries that he's missed a few games here and there for as well. All right, I'll choose uh, a a Tennessee Titan in this category as well, but I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins. How's that? Oh, I didn't even think about him once. DeAndre Hopkins and the big – didn't he sign a free agent deal here? He did. He did. Yeah, so they're giving him a lot of money, and not many people think Tannehill can get him the ball. I heard something very interesting about DeAndre Hopkins on my fantasy football podcast. Did you now? Yes. They were talking. <laughs> what was it? I hate you. <laughs> they were talking about how DeAndre Hopkins, everybody was kind of thinking, why didn't more teams go in on him? And the stuff that they were hearing is that DeAndre Hopkins like doesn't surprise or doesn't impress teams anymore as he used to. And so the only reason that he had visits with the Titans and the Patriots, because those were the only two teams. Teams interested enough, in, yeah, interested in his services. So, well, he uh, he had the PED thing first, right? Oh yes, he did. So he and sat then he kinda... some of the season, and then once he came back, he really didn't perform that well. And there might be a lot of people who think he was only doing it because he was using PEDs. Maybe, maybe also that could be one of the problems there. This is me characterizing it this way, but I, I believe he quit on his team last year when they were losing down the stretch. There's a little bit of reports out saying that he did that as well. The Cardinal situation did oh, not go well last it's year. Brutal, and it's even more brutal coming up, Chris, because they owe. Kyler Murray, they're going to do some shady stuff with Kyler Murray and his contract. They're going to do this thing where they put him on the pup list, and then if they leave him on it as long as they they leave him on a certain amount of time, then they don't owe him injury guarantees in his contract. Do you realize how much money he's making off of injury clauses in his contract? Chris? I'll say one thing. For a league that prides itself on parity, the National Football League comes into this season with more bad teams than I can ever remember. Really? From the Cardinals to the entire NFC South and the entire AFC South. I mean, all of these teams stink. Here's the the tweet from Dov Kleinman. Uh, The Cardinals would owe Kyler Murray $37 million in 2024, $29 million in 2025, and $26 million in 2026 in injury guarantees if he can't pass a physical before this coming March. Um, he suggests or Florinals might keep Murray on the pup list throughout the entire season to avoid him getting hurt again, which could prevent him from passing that physical. So it's like they want him off the field so he, he can't get hurt, and then they don't have to pay him. It is so weird. Some Why of the did you sign him in the first place? Well, how how are they supposed to keep him? I mean, how are they? I mean, he was gonna he was he was all of a sudden worth that kind of money. I guess. I so. mean, he ran around like crazy the first couple of years he was, you know, playing. I mean, the guy looked like he was a he looked like a trying to catch a mosquito running around back there. <laughs> did you see those defensive linemen trying to find <laughs> Kyler Murray? He'd run around for about a half an hour. Yeah, but I, I, and he looked unbeatable. 
He got that contract, and the whole thing came out where there was a stipulation in it that he had to do a homework, and it just seems like a very bad, bad situation there. So you know, anytime I mean, these teams have to pay so much money for these players, and I'm on the side of the players every time because I know that the owners have the money, especially in the NFL. But you're right to a certain extent. The kind of money you're risking as an owner is ludicrous when you think about the fact that these guys can get hurt and you get nothing for your investment. Well, that's why it's great. Nothing. Baseball, you get guaranteed money and you, what it, it is what it is. But you stand less of a chance of having a catastrophic injury in baseball. Uh, very true. Very as true. opposed to football. Yeah, very true. All right. We will step aside. There's our look at the AFC South. Coming up next, our look at the Big Five. Oh, we got a good one. Yes, we do. It's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, let's get into it. But first, this hour in 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by South Norte Tequila Cocktails. Real tequila, real juice. Savor South Norte Mexican-inspired premium tequila cocktails made with real tequila and real juice. Sip on a classic margarita, an authentic Paloma, or crack open a matador or a Mexican mule. Pick yours up at Stater Brothers, Ralph's, and more. Spoken like a man who... Seems to know a thing or two about tequila. I, uh, you know, tequila wasn't my go-to. It wasn't. I yeah, but I bet tequila. you. I bet you when you had to, you went to it. I, drink, I love tequila. Tony and loves po- tequila. And, and palomas are awesome as well. I've never had a paloma, so I don't know what that is. But I've had a Mexican mule, and that is delicious. Ah. Chris is saying, "Oh, well, you were there." He's absolutely right. One night, I decided this is embarrassing, but it's the truth. I decided to drink Bailey's Irish cream because I didn't have anything else. Got to do what you got to do. Happens. Yeah. You're an alcoholic. You got to do. You do. It was. It was hard times. At least it yeah. was Bailey's and not like something else. Anyway, let's get into our topic for today. Number five, or I guess topics. Juan Soto had a streak of three games with a home run this weekend, and I didn't realize this, but he's putting together quite the statistical season. The 259 average isn't great, but the 28 home runs, 84 RBIs, and OPS of 890 work pretty well. And we all know he could probably lead baseball in walks this season. I say probably because Kyle Schwarber's like right there. Uh, he's projected to have over 30 home runs, right around 100 RBIs. And on X, I said that this is a superstar season. Um, and some had some fair responses back about Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr. being true superstars. But Tony... What makes a superstar season? Is is Fernando Tatis a, a superstar? I, in my eyes, he is. Okay, uh, let me ask this. Is Juan Soto having a superstar season? 
No, I wouldn't say he's having a superstar season. I think a superstar season is when you are maxing out at. Now I don't know if necessarily maxing out, but having you know a top tier in the category, all the categories that you typically do well in, right? And for the numbers being terrific, from on base to OPS to homers to I think RBIs, he's probably not having a superstar season, right? A hundred, you know, and he's got time. It's not like you know, season's over. Yeah. Uh, to get there, but I think average-wise, we haven't seen the 300-plus average, which we, we know he's more than capable of doing. Um, I think it has to be a complete season, not just certain categories where he's obviously flourished at. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say he's just short of a superstar season. And, and listen, that could change by the end of the month. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Do you think Juan Soto is having a superstar season? I don't. Um, but then again, I don't think anybody on the Padres is having a superstar season. I think the closest is Hassan Kim because he's so far above what you expected. But to me, in order to have a superstar season, you have to have a great numbers, great uh, statistics, and your team needs to win some more games. Uh, I, I don't think you can have a superstar season necessarily and be languishing nine games under five hundred when you're supposed to be going to the World Series. So... Uh, my thing, and this Fair is the point. thing. This is the thing that frustrates people with me about Juan Soto because I'm not the world's biggest Juan Soto fan, and I know a lot of people love him, and they get mad at me. But I, off the top of my head, still can't think of a game that Juan Soto won for the Padres this year. Then again, I can't think of too many games anybody's won for the Padres this year because they haven't had a lot of dramatic wins and clutch hits and come from behind knocks. Uh, it just hasn't been a superstar season all the way around for anybody, really, and that that's kind of where I think you know Juan and and pretty much everybody else on the team falls short this year. Well said, well said. Did anybody see Four. the yes the ahead. tweet slash that was turned into an Instagram post? You guys know who Hector Gomez is. He's kind of like oh, the yeah Spanish version. Um, uh, you know, in terms of getting like the insight, right? Yeah, okay. is he the guy who who knows all, everything about uh, Wander Franco? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. I just saw his tweet about uh, about Soto and negotiations going well. Uh, oh, I did ex- see this. Yes, somebody yes, yes. asked him if there was an ex- if there was what was coming up with the extension, and he said uh, he said the the negotiations are going well, and so I I you know. He's been right about a lot of stuff. I don't know if he's right about this, but it surprised me. I saw it during the game last or yesterday, yesterday last night, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, the three forty starts a little yeah, weird. Statistically, yeah. statistically, Juan Soto has been and always is great. Uh, I, I impact uh, he and everybody else on this team hasn't had as much impact as I think they would have liked to have had. I'd be very, I'm very curious to see what this extension is is, is how it's set up. Because it's going to cost Peter Seidler some money. Yeah, but one soda. Where are the other? All right, let's move on. Number four, the college. If fo- it's actually true. If it's actually that. true. If correct. it's true, yes. The college football rankings are out, and a huge jump for one team was Colorado. After beating TCU forty-five to forty-two, they jumped up to number twenty-two in the country in the AP poll. TCU was number seventeen and is out of the poll. After Florida State beat LSU, they moved up four spots to number four. LSU dropped all the way to 14th, which was a nine-spot drop. Duke was also a big mover after beating Clemson. In the AP poll, they moved up 18 spots. In the coaches' poll, they moved up 30 spots. And Colorado, in the coaches' poll, only moved up to number 25. I say all of that to say this, Chris. 
Which ranking should we take more seriously? Because the coach's poll tells me something that the AP poll doesn't. Uh, the coach's poll tells me nothing because I don't know any coach that does their own poll. Uh, most oh, coaches, no, most coaches farm their their poll out to oh, the assistant SID director. Uh, it's probably not supposed to be done, but I, I I don't know a lot of coaches that honestly sit down and do the rankings. So I have never even looked at a coach's wow. poll. I don't care about it in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I also has think a great way of delivering. I that. also think coaches, if they do fill out a poll, are biased. are, are going to be self serving for their yeah, own teams sure. in their own conference and the teams that they play. So uh, let's look at the other poll. Uh, the biggest news of the weekend was what Colorado did. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, Clemson did not look very uh. good. But Colorado looked amazing. Not only did they look amazing, and now they're going to have hype and they're going to have expectations to live up to, but one thing Deion Sanders told everybody is that he's got some superstar players on that team. And I don't think anybody can argue that if you saw the game on Saturday. They have some superstar players. Put my faith in TCU and... They didn't come through for me. That's what happens. Well, when you, you didn't pick. put any faith in Dion. That's what well, happened. No, you know, that's what happens when you put your faith in being a hater, and that's what happened. He uh, you were a hater Dion on this to one. be come a on. hater, and it backfired. Uh, you were a Dion hater. No, we just don't have the time for me to go in it once again. But we'll, we'll one of these days we'll get back. Oh, into we don't it have time. We go. We go make know, time. One of the most it's, an, it's fresh. The most annoying text of the uh, season was Chris just texting me and you. Prime time. Prime time. <laughs> I got it like I, two hours. It was late. my favorite. It was my favorite text of the weekend. By far. Prime time. Because <laughs> I, I could, I could hear him. I could oh yeah. see him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just by those two words. I, I, yeah, I got it like two hours late, and I was gonna respond. Would be like, oh, thanks for ruining my DVR game. But then, can it I just would have come off back? Can I just say this, Tony? And you know this for a fact. If you can do it. It ain't bragging. <laughs> that's, that's what my dad used to say. Okay. <laughs> UCLA football head coach and Chris's second favorite college football coach after Nick Saban, Chip Kelly, had some criticisms of the new rule in college football that lets the clock run after a first down instead of stopping it like it always had. And during the halftime interview, he said this about the new rules. Speaking slowly, there it is. Um, but this new rule is, that's crazy. We had four drives in the first half. This game goes fast. Hope you guys are selling a lot of commercials. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Chip Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah. He he uh, he walked off so smug, too. Like, ha-ha. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why this bothers me, but Tony... Um, you know, other coaches actually commented and really their unofficial consensus this weekend, I would think, is this was not a move for safer play, but a plot to sell more commercials. And one of the comments I saw asked the perfect question. So, Tony, has TV ruined professional or has TV ruined sports from a viewer standpoint? From a viewer standpoint? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think both things can be true, right? In this case, obviously, if there's less time on the clock, there's less hits and you can... You can, you know, process that however you want, um, but it's less football. It means there's less risk of injury. So, however, it is sliced and diced, right? With in terms of the colleges or the TV folks being able to find a way to make more money, that is also true, right? This is definitely a move for that, uh, but it kills two birds with one stone, right? And, and so to speak, right? It's gonna make them more money. It's also gonna take down the time. So that there's less risk for for injury, and I, Chip Kelly, you know, that's just a UCLA thing. He's just complaining, just to <laughs> complain, being 
a smug, you know what, uh, that he has gotten a reputation of being from time to time. Uh, just ask the Redcoats. Yes, that's the right coast for sure. Um, Chris, what do you think about this? Has TV ruined sports from a viewer standpoint? I don't know, but if Chip Kelly doesn't like the new rules, he can just bring his team down to uh, San Diego State this week and then turn around and go back home. It you won't bother me. You think that He's happen? done it before. He's done it before. It won't bother me. And not tell anyone that yeah, the game's no off? Yeah, no um, I, 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 You know what? I don't know that uh, commercials necessarily wreck viewing on television because I don't watch them and as long as I have my VCR it doesn't matter to me how many commercials they put in my DVR (laughs) (laughs) my Betamax I don't know you know what what I'm referring to my point point is as long as I can fast forward through commercials they're not ruining it but the day that I have to watch things on streaming and I have to watch commercials I'm going to get upset (laughs) it's coming because I know there's a lot of commercials but I mean I watched that Colorado TCU game. I didn't even notice they were running the clock. It was just a spectacular game. I, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. But then again, I fast-forwarded through all the commercials. So that's that's the, how I dance. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I dance. Yeah. Number two. The University of Central Florida apologized Sunday for a social media post that was sent during the team's 56-6 win over Kent State on Thursday. The team posted a photo of quarterback John Reese Plumley on the phone on the sidelines and used the caption, quote, Someone call the National Guard, end quote. The post, the school said, was supposed to be referencing NFL's uh, Shannon, Shannon Sharp, Sharp, who pretended to call the president to get the National Guard during their game at the new, against the Patriots in 96. But if you don't know, the National Guard was called on the campus at Kent State when students were protesting the Vietnam War in 1970, and the National Guard later fired into the crowd. Four students were killed and nine others were injured in this incident, which sparked a nationwide outcry at the time. So very, very sensitive subject. But many of the comments said maybe the person who posted this just had no idea and it was a coincidence. So, Chris... Should we be easier on things like this? Uh, we should at least. Uh, you know, we, I think you're asking a really good question. And I think you did a good job of telling the story. I mean, yeah, wow, the, thank you. You know, the, the the Shannon Sharp thing was funny because they were calling in the National Guard because they were beating the Patriots. That was that was the whole point of it was beating the Patriots. Beating Kent State and the National Guard didn't really go together, except for the way you brought it up with the. The unfortunate situation in 1970. Well, your the, face uh, when I read it told when, me everything. When, when the I... National Guard went on went on campus and, and some students died, so th- this was in really poor taste. We should be a little easier on this, but at the same time, we have to we have to be harsh to the extent of not knowing is not a good enough excuse. And if you don't know, then don't post it in the first place. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it, fair it's, to be critical of them. It's a really, really good question, Scrape. Um, I will say this. It, it it brings up often with folks my age, Chris's age, and older, because I'm willing to bet everything that it was a it was a student that is is running this. Chances are they weren't educated to enough to know the background of exactly Shannon Sharp's joke and as chris said it was against the patriots didn't think that part through and they didn't know the history of the kent state thing right so you know in one instance i would like us to show some grace to this young man or woman who 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 did it assuming that it is a young man or woman um uh, but at the same time this is part of why 
you can't, you know, just move on and like forget or erase certain things that have happened in, in history because had this had this kid known, um, it's a good chance they probably wouldn't have posted it, right? Yeah. And had they had they known the uh, the background of Shannon Sharp and why he was t- calling the National Guard in the first place. You know that it came against the Patriots, so it kind of like went perfect for that. You know what I'm saying? I do. And yeah. it's not at a college where a horrible incident happened uh, with the National Guard. Well said, guys. Yeah. Number one. Just don't press send if you don't know. If you don't know. Oh, man. I made fun history. of Kyler Murray that I thought he was wearing a sports bra over the weekend, but it was actually just a heart monitor, and, and apparently that's the worst thing I've ever tweeted. If you don't know, don't hit send. Yep. I, I should have done that because uh, apparently, number one. I definitely it was a, it, knew it wasn't a bra. It so. was a, well, okay, okay. I got to show Chris this picture. I've seen it. Does it look like a sports bra? Uh, it looks like a heart be, monitor. Why would it no, be it wearing does a sports bra? <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar. But I should have uh, thought about that before I pressed send, especially after going after the Austin Nola people for his eye issue. It was a it was a dumb day oh, for me. Yeah. On, it was a dumb day for me on Twitter yesterday. I should have just put that thing down. Number one, Colin Kettle. <laughs> if you haven't heard, Royce Lewis of the Twins is the second player in Major League history to hit at least five home runs and three gl- grand slams over an eight-game span. The other was Lou Gehrig in 1931. So, Tony, you're up first. Since some baseball records are out of reach, like Cy Young records, stuff like that, do these sorts of feats stand the test of time? I mean, yes, because it's a record, but... No, because nobody, nobody's going to remember that <laughs> that my man is the, uh, what is it, most Grand Slams? In, uh, eight, five home runs and three Grand Slams over an eight-game span. The only <laughs> other person to do it was, I, I will remember Royce Lewis for this. No, no you, you won't. Will not. Ask me a year no, from now. No, you will I'll ask not. you a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask it in Christmas to fans. You might even, forget. Even better. I mean, you, you're going to have to keep it in Chris versus Fan in order to have a chance to remember this <laughs> at all. Uh, it, it's a it's an amazing feat. Don't get me wrong, but no one no one's even going to remember. You're going to have to remind somebody that it actually happened. A and then when you happen, it's like, oh man, what? Gosh, what was that guy's name? Um, they might not even remember the team that he was on when you ask this question again. So, Chris is just shaking his head. Well, the thing is, is Grand Slams are incredibly arbitrary, by the way. Uh, right. You have to have the bases loaded in order to hit the home run and make it a Grand Slam until, and I'm going to tell you how arbitrary they are, until Fernando Tatis Sr. hit two Grand Slams in one inning at Dodger Stadium many years ago, which is something that will never be done again, I'm sure. There had only been one other player in National League history who'd hit two Grand Slams in a game. Mm. And that player was a pitcher by the name of Tony Clollinger, who had never even hit another home run, but somehow hit two Grand Slams in one game. Daniel Camarena of his time. Yeah, he was. two of them. He hit two Grand Slams in one game. He's the only National League player until Fernando's dad, 
to ever wow. do it. That's crazy. So Grand Slams are really arbitrary, and this is proof of that again. I can all. I can already hear somebody tell, well, Chris knew who that guy was. Well, listen, oh, good Chris point. Good is point. the exception to the rule. Yeah. No one else is going to remember. I'm not so going to remember Royce Lewis. <laughs> I know that. No so one will ever forget Tony Clobberknocker or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you already <laughs> forgot him. <laughs> what was exactly. his name? Tony Clollinger. Clollinger. Tony Clobberknocker. <laughs> I thought that was the, uh, what, his, what his name was. All right. Oh, my gosh. Good big five, guys. When we get back, Chris and I are going to hear from the head coach, Bob Mel. Melvin, and we'll get you set for game two of this game against the Phillies in the Padres on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 